It is the 200 level episode 315, Mike Carpenter in the basement, and the second half of the Illinois-Minnesota game is about to get underway. Illinois leading by three at halftime. It was a weird first half with foul trouble for Terrence Shannon Jr., Coleman Hawkins, and Dane Danger. Three are your four best players, right? And they're on the bench for the good part of the last 10 minutes of that second half, or of the first half, excuse me, which meant that you got a whole lot of Brandon Lieb who scored six of your points, go figure. Matthew Meyer picking up the slack offensively. I think he finished with 10. Some good drives from Jaden Epps. And you're up three against a Minnesota team that, yes, Jamison Battle has two fouls as well. But this is one of those games where just get the win and forget about it. I don't need anything memorable about a trip up to Minnesota. It's been quite a while, actually, since they have. Usually, these games end up going pretty well for Illinois, and they can go well by a considerable margin. If you go back, actually, I think two or three years ago, I guess just two years ago, the COVID year, triple-double, I think, for Io Sumu, his second of that year in the span of like 10 days. So that was memorable. But from then all the way back to the Frank Williams buzzer beater, and then the year before that where you clinched the Big Ten as well, there was like 20 years of just whatever. And that's what games at Minnesota are. They're whatever. There's not really a rivalry here. There's not a lot of hatred between the fan bases. And Illinois, historically, at least recent history in this series, has been dominant, no matter who the coach is. So even when we were on hard times, Minnesota seemed to be often an easier win than Northwestern. Now, I don't need, e- I don't need easy tonight. I really don't. And by the way, it's episode 316. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Your, your podcast feed will tell you that. But I don't need anything memorable about this game. I want to just kind of cruise through it. And with everybody coming back after getting two fouls, I think Illinois has a chance here to impose their will. And to be honest, I kind of want to see that happen. Again, doesn't need to be memorable. Doesn't need to be one of the better games of the year. It just needs to be one of those that you take care of business. And we'll see if Illinois can do that. I got the chat window lighting up here. So thank you guys for joining me on this interesting uh, time, like I mentioned, for a Big Ten basketball game. And what I'll do, because it looks like we are going to start the second half here. Sponsors, I'll hit up as we get to timeouts. I will talk about, as Mike brings up in the chat thread, and Kerpnos, and man, you guys are very kind. A new logo. We rebranded. I I had a three-day weekend and figured, what the heck, let's try something new. I'd been going with that logo for the 200 level, and then all the way back to Tay and Carp and Tay and Jay show. They all kind of look the same impact font looking kind of stuff. So I wanted to switch it up with something more throwback. That's what I did. I will talk about merch. We will have merch. And I hope you guys want a t-shirt. We got stickers, all this kind of stuff coming. So that's exciting stuff. And hopefully the game can reach the excitement levels of the new logo. We're underway here with 1955 to go. Sorry that I didn't help some of you guys time that up here. But Illinois with the first possession of the half and you got the starting five back out there including Sincere Harris, who looks good even after the knee bruise on Friday. Matthew Meyer gets a pick left from Dane, a little two-man game. Meyer just takes it up himself, doesn't quite get the board. Are we going to get a jump ball? We do get a jump ball. So it will go back to Minnesota. Meyer got his own rebounder, a hand on it at least. Hey, you get the possession arrow back next time, but nothing on that first possession for Illinois. Yeah, Joseph mentions the factor up three is nice. When you consider the lineup rotations out there, no doubt, Joseph. And just a weird game. I mean, I don't have any fear in me right now because Minnesota, very much a two-man team. Not to say everyone else in there is a bunch of scrubs, but it all comes down to Garcia and Battle. And if you can keep those guys at bay, then you got a really good shot to win and maybe get close to that spread. Vegas had it at nine and a half, which is a lot 
for a Big Ten road team. Okay, first possession on offense for Minnesota. Dawson Garcia makes the two. They say a foot was on the line, so a long two. A little bit of a break there that his foot was over that line because that was a good-looking shot. Would have been from a foot or two back. We got Dane, little handoff to Sincere, who takes it up. And, uh, you know, I love Sincere, I do. But just offensively, not the guy that you really want to drop a play for. So we'll see what Illinois does the next time down. But will Minnesota have the lead? They do, just like that. Dawson Garcia, or I'm sorry, that's battle right there. So there are the two guys, and we'll see what Illinois can do. Coleman, a non-factor in the first half because of foul trouble. I mean, I'm really looking more at Coleman and Terrence because Terrence was quiet in that first half despite playing a good chunk of it. Coleman, non-factor. Got to have these guys just kind of exert their uh, their will here. Now, not a bad idea from Terrence, but he doesn't get the pass high enough and a turnover. Minnesota chance to stretch the lead. They're up one. Is it going to be four? It is not. A long three and a rebound for Sincere. So a little bit of a heat check there from Jameson Battle. Sincere takes it to the rim, and it's going to be out of bounds and stays in. Nope, it's out of bounds, staying with Illinois. But here's your offense so far. Matthew Meyer with a floater, no good. Sincere Harris with two missed layups. Why? And you got to go with the flow of the offense. I'm sure that's part of the spread. I like Sincere, but not offensively. So when Brandon Lieb's more offensively efficient than you are, maybe someone else should be taking the shot on this possession. Let's see what they do with 18.08 to go. This is Coleman up to Sincere. Oh my God, he's going to drive it. No, he's trying to feed Dane, but it's off of Minnesota's foot. Uh, <laughs> again, everything through Sincere right now. That's an interesting, interesting thing there. This is Big Tota, a ton of bench minutes, and we're still up by three. I'll take it. I mean, down by one now, so that was probably a couple minutes ago, Big Tota. Big possession here to try to get the lead back and just kind of calm down, get into this here. Terrence over to Dane. Dane trying to take it himself. Pretty move. He is so good, and they count it. What a move by Dane. Very fleet of foot for someone that looks top-heavy, which he does. He looks like a very chesty kind of guy, but my God, I think I saw someone say he had the feet of a ballerina, and I wish I could attribute that, but he really kind of does. It is... It's like your eyes are lying to you when you see someone like him move like he does. Okay, Dane averaging 10.4 points a game, which apparently is most by a major conference player averaging under 20. I'm sure his minutes per game will go up, already have. And a nice free throw stroke there to put Illinois back up by two. So when in doubt, go to Dane. It's the old Kofi method. Says Bailey, whose feet are better, Georgie or Dane? I I think Dane. Uh, Well, let me put this, let me rephrase that. Dane... His feet and hands are in better collaboration than Georgie's feet and hands. Maybe Georgie had the same feet, but not the same total package, right? I don't think Georgie had better feet than Dane. Now, Dane kind of reaches in there. Fortunately, no call on the foul, and Minnesota still with the ball five on the shot clock. They're going to have to launch one up here, and it's going to be a 15, 18-footer. No good. Good defense from Illinois. Minnesota out of sorts on that possession. Here's Terrence taking it. He gets the seal from Dane. Beautifully done. Dane with a fist bump. He realized, or a fist pump. And he realized right there that was a really good job off the ball by Dane. Doing everything right early in the second half. 17.05. Back to a four-point Illinois lead. They're up three at halftime. And we see Dane on number one. Is this Payne? He's taking it in. Sincere gets his hand in the passing lane. Out of bounds. Minnesota ball 14 to go in the shot clock. Big Tota says the dancing bear. And if you think about it, Big Tota, kind of like... The Grateful Dead Bears, which I have one of them back there. This this figure that you wouldn't expect to be limber, and yet they are. So it's really fun watching Dane. 
It really is. All right, here's a take from Minnesota. And, oh, Sincere gets in the gets his hand on it. This is going to be a two. No good. That's great defense again by Illinois in the half court. 16.40 to go. Sincere pushing it, trying to take in the lane. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, my God. He made it. <laughs> he made this sort of crazy layup, I don't know, behind his head? I always believed in his offensive game. Listen, I'm not going to call the kid out because I just love Sincere Harris, but... Good thing that went in. It does. Illinois up six. And a timeout for Minnesota. So a really nice response from Illinois there. And keep in mind, they were trailing by one or two. Regardless, good response after a pretty sleepy first couple minutes. And it really all started with the half-court defense. really did. Says Kirpnos, don't let Sincere get hot. Well, when he made a three early in the game, I thought, if that is a harbinger of things to come, we're going to be okay tonight. Big Tota says, How's that go? how did that go in? I have no idea. Hey, let's have the sponsors real quick as we got a commercial break here. At least one of them if it's a 30-second. DPDO online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices. dpdo.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Go online to dpdo.com. Get a custom zone with any toppings you want or one of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone. That's online at dpdo.com. Also, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. Give them a call today at 217-841-4728 and let one of their friendly team members come out to your home and they can do a whole home inspection from your heater to, to your AC unit to your hot water heater. These guys are the goods. We got them coming in a couple months for our AC check. That is Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call today at 217-841-4728. Rector Construction, online at rectorconstruction.com. For all your home exterior projects, that's Rector Construction. Com. Get a free quote. And here's the thing as we get into spring-like temperatures, which I guess we're kind of already there, but before you know it, it's going to be March and April. These guys essentially work 12 months a year, but it's probably good to get a head start and get whatever exterior project you want on the books with the fellows from Rector Construction online at rectorconstruction.com. And finally, State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Brian will actually be helping me out next Saturday for the Illinois-Wisconsin game. He's going to pop down and do the second half with me. I'm sure Tyler Wall will be back. I'm sure that I will not at all be frustrated with the endless cavalcade of white guys on Wisconsin's team, but I'll try to keep my cool with the guest in my presence. It'll be nice to bounce things off of Brian. And it is also nice, how about this for a transition, to have him as my insurance agent. Go online to brianismyguy.com for Brian Hansen, your State Farm agent. All right couple quick things, some housekeeping, Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Also, we got a new logo, which I worked on yesterday, and we will be unrolling or unveiling some merch. Going to keep it simple. Shirts, stickers. And I got to figure out how to sell these online. If it's a merchant website or if we do it a little more hands-on, I can ship if need be. If people are in Champagne or Banner, I can drop it off to you. But uh, YouTube feed, would you be down for some t-shirts with the new logo on it? It matches the orange and blue in the Illinois palette. I made sure of that. A nice, another miss here from Minnesota as we're underway again with 16.20 to go. I'm hoping that that counted as the media timeout. This game has been moving fairly quickly. So let's see with 16.10 to go if the next dead ball under 16 is another media timeout. Okay, here comes Terrence. He's in the corner. He's going to try to take it. Left hand up and he gets fouled. Good take. 16.04 to go and that will be the second foul of the half on Minnesota. Illinois attacking the rim. Whatever the intangible parts of this mean, you know, the eye test, the demeanor of the team, I really, from the 18-minute mark, switched. 
And it's only a two-minute stretch here, but that, that take right there from Terrence, to me, is encouraging not just from a basketball perspective, like, you know, that's, that's the right move, but also the fact that the mindset of this team now is what are we going to do? We're going to get easy baskets. They are not going to stop us from getting twos. You don't see Illinois taking many threes today. They don't have to. Meyer hit a couple. You needed those. Other than that, you don't need anyone taking them. I mean, Jaden Epps can get to the rim. He doesn't need to shoot threes tonight. So very focused game plan, keeping it simple, kind of like what Michigan State did against us on Friday night where they said we aren't shooting threes to a fault probably, but they just took it to the rim and it worked out pretty well. Now, Illinois all of a sudden was 16.04 to go, an eight-point lead. So asserting themselves a little bit here, and I just kind of want to put our foot on the neck here of, of Minnesota because... This is a team that if you can just keep Garcia and Battle at bay, I don't know what other weapons they have consistently that will get them points. So Battle working on Terrence Shannon, that's a baseline jumper. That's great defense again. That was a force because of great half-court defense. Jaden Epps to Terrence Shannon, almost a backcourt violation. I think Jaden knew it when he launched it, but no call as, as it was still clean. 15.30 to go. Got 15 on the shot clock. Here's Coleman looking for, nope, a little catch and shoot. He does a step back three. Wow. An 11-point lead for Illinois. He didn't do the catch and shoot, which I love when he does that. He does the step back, which I don't always love. But he makes it. A 12-0 scoring run for Illinois. Again, foot on the throat. Let's make this easy peasy on a Monday evening. Minnesota. This is a little pick and roll action. They're going to get a foul on Dane, so this guy will have to go to the line. Now, the unfortunate part of this is that that is Dane's third, and this will be another media timeout. Go figure. All right. Ryan says, anyone else feel like this is a little quiet tonight? Ryan, do you mean the atmosphere at Minnesota? The YouTube room? And thank you guys again for joining me a little bit earlier than normal. All right. A couple things here. Big news for Illinois football. And I think that coming up, I'll have to do a separate Illinois football podcast. Maybe when the dust settles and we know exactly where the roster looks like. But huge news today. Keith Randolph, back. Johnny Newton, back. Your D-line minus Calvin Avery looks to be intact. If those guys are coming back, you got to think Seth Coleman's coming back. Maybe, did Seth Coleman already announce? And maybe someone in the chat window can remind me. But other than the three that opted out of the bowl game, you are apparently keeping everybody else. And that was a concern after the year that you had. But if that is the case, then your defense, I don't think is going to take a huge step back. The, The numbers were gaudy last year. The scoring defense was gaudy. And you saw in November a couple slips against Purdue and I think Michigan State, not not a very good performance. So really, they, they did start to slip. I was encouraged by the bull performance with essentially what looks to be the defense is coming back. Now, Quan Martin, Calvin Avery, those are two guys that are not. Kendall Smith, do you have enough in the secondary, that young secondary to keep this going? I don't know. I, I trust the system in that regard. I trust Aaron Henry, who was the D-backs coach, to keep that from falling off too hard. But man, when you got a D-line like you do, with Randolph and Newton, that's a big step. And as Alana Brickwell asked, best DL in the Big Ten, well, I think, as Evan says, definitely in the Big Ten West. And that's impressive. You know, when you consider where this program was when Bielema got here and defense was like a, a sieve. Is that what you say? A sieve or a sieve? It was easy for people to go right through it. Now, granted, Randolph and Newton were both lovey guys, but it's what this staff has done with them that's been especially impressive. So... That's big news. And with an offense, of course, that's going to be the question is it should be. It really should be. And it's a big year for Lunny. Oddly enough, despite frustrations, 
I'm going to give him this year and, and, and see, okay, were you maybe more limited than you thought? Like take Tommy DeVito. I love Tommy DeVito. He's a huge reason why you did what you did this year. But did Lunny feel like you were limited with DeVito's downfield passing inability? I mean, we saw late in the game against Mississippi State, a wide open Isaiah Williams down the field. That would have probably been the play that you needed to win that game, overshot him. And that wasn't the only time that game. So the downfield passing attack, was that by choice from Barry Lunny? Did he feel constrained? And does a Luke Altmeyer as a redshirt sophomore give you more there? I don't know. He's not going to have a 70% passing percentage, but maybe he can make up for that in other ways. Run game, yeah, no Chase Brown, that's a problem. But again, do you find a way offensively to change your identity a bit, not feeling like you have to go to the run game over and over and over? Just, just kind of spitballing here. Now, Minnesota at the line, the first shot is up and good. 10-point lead for Illinois with 15.04 to go. But it does feel good. You know, a month ago, I did a podcast that was called Life is Good. And then the next two days later, I think we lost to Penn State. And I was trying to just look at the overall state of revenue sports. And hey, you can throw a women's basketball in there now. A huge game for them tomorrow night. And I feel pretty good about it. I really do. And football today, that's absolutely huge news. Now back to the basketball game with 14.55 to go. Terrence Shannon with the ball here, 15 on the shot clock. He's taking it left, trying to take a baseline up and under, but they're going to call him out of bounds. Nope, they're calling a block on Minnesota. So Terrence is forcing the issue here. And I don't want to say forcing the issue because that would imply that that's not a good move. That's exactly what he needs to be doing. Head down like a bull going towards the rim. And it's worked out well for him so far tonight. Matthew Meyer finds Ty back out to Jay Nepps. Jay Nepps going to try to take it. Take his man into the lane up and good. Wow, Jaden. I love that kid. Quietly, just really, really good. And not taking the threes. He's saying, okay, everybody else can get to the rim. Why can't I? And, and that's impressive for what is he, 6'2? I don't want to say undersized, but he's certainly not oversized. 1420 to go. Back to an 11 point Illinois lead. Foot on the throat, guys. Keep stretching this lead. Here is Jamison Battle with a good take, but no good. So, Terrence, I don't think that was terrible defense. Battle will get there, but it was. Ah, uh, Terrence, you got to make that, man. Bad finish. I don't know what the hell happened. If you lost the ball or what. 49 to 38, not the best play by play on my part. Back to 11 point lead and a foul from Jaden. That's bad. And, and that is a seal. So they sealed off Coleman. I don't know who this number 55 guy is, but a good take. All right. Alani Brickle says Epps might be the jersey purchase. I think, honestly, as much as I love Harris, Epps is the guy going forward for this program. Yeah, that's a freshman freshman defensive move right there. Yeah. This is Talon Cooper. Talon Cooper, he's got eight tonight. So he's averages 10 the season. Not a bad offensive player. And he misses the free throw, hits every bit of the rim. Still a nine-point lead for Illinois. So do we do a little back and forth, or can we muster up another run to kind of put this thing at arm's length? A lot of time left, of course, but I would really like to maintain a double-digit lead. There's something mentally about that. Coleman to Terrence. The three is up. And it looked good, but it was well short. It was right online from our camera vantage point, but well short. So this is going to be Talon Cooper again. Coleman helps stop the ball. The bank is no good, and Ty gets his hand there on the rebound. So nice job by Ty in what was a weird bounce off the rim. Here is Matthew Meyer over to Ty, back to Jaden, setting up some offense. So good. 20 on the shot clock, 13-15 to go. Meyer back to Jaden. He's going to go right here. 
switch. Now he's got Dawson Garcia on him, which means a mismatch down low for Coleman if they can find him. Well, this is going to be Terrence over to Ty Rogers and a tough move. Wow, man. What I love to see from Ty there, that looks like a veteran play. Absorbs that contact, lays it in, no problem. No foul call, didn't need to be. That's that's really cool to see that step taken from Ty. After we talked about on Friday night, why was he so quiet against Michigan State? Probably going to be an every other game thing for him for a bit. A three for Minnesota is no good. Coleman gets the board a time or an opportunity to stretch the lead even more. Coleman brings it up. He gives it back to Shannon, who pump fakes, takes it in the rim. Oh, God. Come on, Ty, who gets blocked, but he gets fouled. So there'll be two shots coming up. Terrence with some odd misses. Two layups that didn't really get the front of the rim. A three that was well short. I don't know what happened there, but the replaying the give that he had to Ty, that's great awareness from Ty to be ready for it in the first place. Great hands to finish that off. And that body, man. Oh, God, the free throw didn't look good, though. Jeez. Like a rocket. A little bit of touch there. Come on, Ty. A little bit of touch. Shannon takes a seat. Uh, needed, I think. I don't know if he's tired or what. I mean, he had a lot of time in the first half to set, but he has really been going after the last three games. I don't know if this is a culmination of that, but yeah, weird stretch there for Terrence. Second free throw up and no good. Oh, my God. Brandon Lieb is back in. We're spelling Dane. Can you maintain a double-digit lead with Brandon Lieb in there, with Terrence Shannon out of there, Dane Danger out of there? And Illinois almost gets the turnover. This is going to be a three from Talon Cooper. It is no good. That, to me, is a ball-don't-lie thing. I would have hated to see that carom off of what was a great Illinois defensive effort. Coleman, three is no good. Lieb, out of bounds. It should. What the hell? That's off of Minnesota. These guys suck. I'm sorry. That's not how... Not a big not a big deal, but that's out of Minnesota. The guy was right there. He doesn't get the call. Not worth replaying, but it's just stupid. I mean, there was there are a few moments today in the Michigan State game as well, which big one for Purdue. Hey, I can't really talk smack until they actually start losing games. And a silly foul on Jaden up top. So that's gonna be only only the third foul on Illinois. I don't know how many on Jaden, but we get a TV timeout here. So Illinois still leading by 11, and I think they might have been able to dodge a few minutes there with Dane on the bench, with Terrence on the bench. I wouldn't waste much more time. I'd get Dane especially back out there. No offense, Brandon. He's got six points tonight. Steven says, need to work on those free throws. Great otherwise from Ty. Yes, it is. Uh, we're seeing more good than bad for sure from him, and I hope that as time goes on, the, the more playing time he gets the more we're going to see of that. Don't need any double-digit games from him, but kind of like a Sergio McLean his freshman year. Serge, as far as the stat sheet was concerned, was not really stuffing it his first year. I think we saw more of, you guys might be able to correct me if you had a media guide in front of you, but what, like a six points a game kind of thing? Now, he did that more consistently over the course of his freshman year, but if we can get tied to that point of four, five, six points a game off the bench, because he's got the body to get you some garbage buckets. And I see no reason why he couldn't do that. All right. You take a quick sip here of my water and my coffee. Okay, so what else do we have? A big game for Illinois women's basketball on Wednesday. They're playing number six, Indiana at home. Again, have not watched a ton of action from them, but what I have, this is not some fluky turnaround when you consider what Genesis Bryant and Michaela, oh gosh, Michaela Cooper. Oh my God, her last name escapes me, but I believe the two transfers in, right? 
And that, of course, is a big impact. But even with, they could have brought in two five-star transfers. The turnaround is still remarkable. So what this team does, especially well, it appears, is shoot and play a pretty high-paced, frenetic style of basketball, which is very entertaining. So you start to see the crowds get in there a little bit more. I know my sister's taken her daughters, my two nieces, to those games, and they're excited. We had the nieces over for a sleepover uh, with me and Kara on Saturday, and they're excited about Wednesday. And I don't know if they're as excited as Thursday night when Indiana comes down for men's basketball, but probably... I think it's cool because especially now as a sixth grade teacher, I don't want to get too hokey or, you know, lame sounding, but I think it's kind of cool for girls in the area to actually have a women's team that they can look forward to watching and and root for actively because we didn't have that for 20 years, essentially. So for the first time since January 2000, you have a ranked matchup between two teams at the State Farm Center for Illinois women's basketball. And that's... That's pretty cool, and I bet they're going to win. They almost won at Indiana in December. So, revenge game. Let's see if they can do that. As Alana Brickroll says, three players for Illinois in the top 15 in the Big Ten in scoring. Yeah, I believe it. And Big Tota says, I believe the women are picking up some big recruits. It's selling itself, I would assume, Big Tota. I don't know much about women's basketball recruiting, but Shauna Green, young coach. Immediate impact here. Big Ten. You're in the right conference. Renovated arena, starting to get more and more people. If you can consistently get three, 4,000 people in there and get them in the 100 level, that is an atmosphere. And and it sounds like that's what they're making happen right now. Oh, man. Jaden gets the foul. He's picked up a lot of fouls recently. That's got to be number three. He was late on the back door cut by Cooper. So we got 11.47 to go. Boy, is this half really slowing to a snail's pace. Ugh. Two shots coming up for Minnesota. Yeah, three fouls on Epps, Terry, and I think he needs a break, actually, because he's gotten a little bit erratic on defense. So a, a breather, if they're going to keep him out there, I suppose. No, he's taking a seat. So I guess since getting back up there, there's Josh Whitman all decked out. Yes, Benjamin, I too hope that they get the gerb done. I saw someone post a Coach Z tweet yesterday, which I really appreciated. So one of two from Minnesota. They are not good from the line tonight. I, I got to think under 50% or right around there. So a break for Illinois. They're still up 10, 11.35 to go. They're still spelling Dane a little bit and almost a bad turnover there. But Matthew Meyer gets his hands on it, takes it up and in. Well done, Matthew. A little Johnny on the spot action. 12-point lead for Illinois. 11.23 to go. Here is Battle. Trying to get the pick up top. So Dane getting a lot of... A lot of rest right now, so maybe he's going to be there for the last 10, which would be huge for Illinois. Here is Battle again, back up top. I don't know who these guys are because they don't have names on their jerseys. Or they do have names on their jerseys, just hard to read. Cool jerseys, though. And a little take here, and no foul call. So Illinois gets a break opportunity. Sincere pushing it. Oh, God, is he going to lay it up? He is, and he makes it. Somehow no contact called on that, but a timeout from Minnesota. Sincere Harris forcing the issue again. I don't know. Do I get the Harris jersey or the Epps jersey? They're both pretty awesome. Meyer is playing very well, Terry. You know, I've been very vocal in my hmm, apprehension. Friday night, we didn't get a chance to talk about this in the podcast, but he made reference in the postgame that, you know, when I talked about my frustrations, that was not the time or place. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if that's necessarily true. You know how I reacted then. I thought, hey, you're a visitor, man. You're here for one year. You're already talking trash about your coach. On the other hand, it did indicate that something was amiss. 
So I'm kind of glad it got out there, even though at the time I was frustrated that he did that. But to him, for him to acknowledge that says, you know, I don't think in any some sort of lame, passive way that he is accepting his role on this team. Now, it's still a very big role. The, the game he had Friday night and the moments he had Friday night are why you won that game. And it was a team effort, no doubt. But if you were to say which player had the biggest impact on that run you had in the last 10 minutes, offensively, it was Matthew Meyer. You're starting to see someone get very comfortable with that role, understand that you can take as many shots as you want, really, within the flow of this offense, the spread offense they went back to, and it will work out well for him. So he is improving his draft stock again. And as long as he's doing that and he's helping you win games and seems to be a positive influence, great. He is playing fantastic tonight. Coleman, good help on defense. It's going to be out of bounds and stay with Minnesota. Now the refs are just kind of letting them play. I don't mind that. I think it is actually beneficial for us. Evan says, Harris is one of the fastest basketball players I've ever seen. He's got a, He's got jets on him. He has this like turbo button like he had on NBA Live on Sega Genesis in 1995. It was very arcade style where you knew that players didn't really have that extra motor, but he apparently does. Now, he's forcing the issue here, but smartly pulls it back. Didn't have numbers. Back to a 12-point lead. Nice take from Minnesota. Fortunately, no foul called in that layup. So teams are just going to the rim, trying to initiate contact. Here's the Matthew Meyer three is up and good. I mean, guys, he's on a heater. This team is on a heater. 15-point lead for Illinois with 10 to go. Bear in mind, they were down one eight minutes ago. So outscored Minnesota in the last eight minutes of basketball action. We got a foul on the floor. It'll be Illinois' fifth with 10 to go in the game. Impressive stuff here. Defensively, Illinois ranking in the Big Ten 39% for their opponents. So that's third third in the Big Ten blocks for six blocks a game. Forcing 15 turnovers a game. And by the way, cleaning up the turnovers themselves. This is that January heater that Brad Underwood seems often go on to. Now, with Purdue winning today, I'm not, I'm not even going to talk or broach Big Ten title. I just want this team to keep rolling. That's it. And be dangerous as they can come March. Now, this is going to be, what, Gar- Garcia? Nice, nice feed here, but a nice block from Coleman. They're going to get a foul on him, though, which I don't know if it's going to be on Coleman or if there was a reach behind. We'll see. Uh, here's a replay. Mm, he got his arm. He got his wrist. God, not a big crowd there at the barn tonight, which I don't blame them. This has been a 20 years of futility for Minnesota with a couple decent seasons under Tubby, but cool arena and a mediocre program that for whatever reason, well, not whatever reason, but more than other mediocre programs, so to speak, we just seem to have their number. And that is continuing right here in the second half of the 15-point lead. Quietly five blocks today, says Illini Brick Girl. I thought it was crappy at first, Big Tota, but yeah, yeah. From our vantage point, the, the first camera angle looked like it was clean, but he got his wrist. But hey, no harm, no foul. Two missed free throws. A very worthy foul from Coleman. It was good defense. I mean, make him earn it. This is sincere with the ball on the left side of the perimeter, finding Matthew Meyer. He kind of wanted it, but no. He's taking it to the rim instead. Nice take. Is he going to get his own board? He does up and in. Holy crap, Meyer. So the funny thing is, a reading teacher and the other team in my sixth grade hallway, big Illini fan, he was able to grab some Illini basketball posters and he gave me one about six weeks ago. And it was the Matthew Meyer poster. For a while, I thought, out of all the guys, why this one? Missed three-pointer for Minnesota. And now I'm actually kind of glad. Matthew Meyer is winning me over. Can you believe it? 
I mean, God, he's playing out of his mind, so I can't fault anything he's doing on the basketball court. And we're going to have, wow, it's getting physical out there. Illinois has a break. Three on three. Terrence trying to take it. He gets fouled. They'll go the line. Like a bull in a china shop. Matthew Meyer was kind of grabbing his face. I don't know if he got something in his eye, but he looks fine. And now we're just kind of running this. I did not expect this. I thought that the short turnaround from an emotional win on Friday could lead to some tense moments. But this second half, with a full complement of players, very impressive stuff from Illinois. All right. Terrence misses the first. Illini Brickroll says Harris and Meyer both close to double-doubles. So wait, Harris has what, eight points? Probably seven. He has a three and two layups. And how many boards, I wonder. And then Meyer, I'm, I'm not surprised. Okay, so Jacob says that Meyer got nailed in the face. Evan said, one of the better officiated games I've seen in a long, long time. They're letting him play. This is a physical game. I mean, it's the, the spread doesn't tell you it would be entertaining. For an Illinois fan, it is. But Terrence makes one to make it an 18-point 18, <laughs> 18 Illinois lead with 8.50 to go. Wow. Okay, let's see if we can't stretch this even more. I'm feeling, I'm feeling saucy. Let's get 25. This is going to be Garcia. Tie on him. Nice take from Garcia. Ty makes him earn it. He'll have to go with the line. Not bad defense, but Garcia's just really good and really big. But man, the rest of Minnesota. You know, Ben Johnson trying to work something up here. I recall back in October, Jeremy talked to the Minnesota beat reporter before the Illinois-Minnesota football game. And they talked briefly about expectations for basketball and he mentioned that some fans up there were like, well, maybe we could be a bubble team, but oh my God. I mean, the big win against Ohio State, sure, but they are not very good. They have athletes. Puzzling move. I think Dawson was going home, right? That's why he went back to Minnesota. But regardless, that's taking a leap for a guy that went from Marquette, then in North Carolina, he makes one to make it a 17-point game, and then Minnesota. So that's a hell of a sales job from Ben Johnson, their coach. We'll see. I, you know, Shrewsbury at Penn State and Ben Johnson were the two newcomers last year. One clearly doing better than the other. Here's Dane on the little handoff to Ty, who dribbles it off his foot. Freshman move. Ugh. But hey, the bench is clapping. The spirits are high. Different team in many ways. Wow, so Harris has seven points and seven boards. Meyer with 17 points and eight boards. I'm, I'm on Meyer double-double watch, but he's getting a breather. Well-deserved right now. See if Illinois can maintain the 17-point lead. Here's Garcia again on Rodgers. A little bit of passing up in the perimeter for Minnesota. They're going to have an open three. RJ kind of sunk into uh, another guy. It's going to be going to Illinois. Okay, no harm, no foul. They missed the three, and it will be Illinois ball with 8.02 to go. Minnesota 0 for 5 from three. Just impressive. What more can be said? A team a team rolling right now. There was 0-3 in the Big Ten. Chance to go 4-3 today if they hold on this sizable lead with 7.50 to go. Harris looking for RJ. RJ got held, I thought, but a nice take, and he gets and won. RJ needed something, and that was a big one. Nice feed there, and he fought through contact. Brandon Lieb, first one off the bench, give a high five. I dig it. Well, 63 to 44, 748 to go. We're cruising, ladies and gentlemen. And on a Monday evening, I was kind of hoping for a sleepy, no pressure game. It appears like that's what we're getting. 
Kripno says we had to see that from RJ, and we did. He, he, to me, you know, the X, X factor, that term, that cliche gets thrown around a lot. Isn't he it? Everyone else seems to kind of figure out what they are. Dane Danger, stud center. Terrence Shannon Jr., shot maker, but more importantly, a guy that can take it to the rim and get an easy two, right? Elite at that. Matthew Meyer, well, we know what he is now. He's really finding himself. Coleman? Hey, Coleman's Coleman. At a certain point, you get the good and the bad, mostly good, but enough bad to drive you crazy, but you still want him on your team. Even me and all the things I've said. Sincere, you know what you get from him. Ty Rogers, you're starting to know what you get from him off the bench. And you certainly know what you're getting from a freshman, Jaden Epps, which is more than you can say for most freshman point guards. So it seems then that RJ is still the odd man out in terms of what is his role. He's just got to make open shots because he's going to continue to get them. What I like about that is he within the flow of the offense, found a high percentage shot and took some contact, has an opportunity for a three-point play. That is a step in the right direction for someone that often appears lost. And man, if he can find his way, it doesn't need to be the star that we were hoping he would be coming into the season. That plan kind of changed when you added Terrence Shannon Jr. and Matthew Meyer, guys that are going to average 15 plus points per game. If he can just find that middle of the road, seven, eight points a game off the bench. I don't think that's crazy, knowing the kind of scoring he's capable of. Well, and Jacob, good point. If RJ continues to struggle, and I just, I damn near forgot about mentioning Luke Goody on the verge of coming back with this team. And you know Luke Goody's not going to rock the boat chemistry-wise. I don't know, guys. You know, you know how high I was on this team early this year. Probably too high. And after the UCLA win and even the Virginia loss and then the Texas win, high as a kite, thinking this team is the best yet for Underwood. That might have been hyperbole. Well, actually, it was hyperbole. But they don't need to be the best team that Underwood's had yet. They just need to be the best team come March. And it does seem like they have some of those pieces. They're running, essentially, Trevor had a great point in our text thread today. They're essentially running the same offense that they did when Kofi was here. They tried something different, didn't have staying power. They went back to something more simple that's working for this team. But the difference is, unlike the Kofi teams, especially last year where you were undersized other than Kofi, you have so much size and athleticism on the wings especially that can make that offense a little harder to guard come March against teams that do have size. So overall, you got to be encouraged. We're going to have a foul on Illinois. Ugh, Is that Dane's third or fourth? Regardless, Minnesota will go the line. This game kind of slowing down. I, it, we're planning on having dinner at 7, so if if it's like a 20-point lead and there's a minute or two left, I will probably cut and run at 7. You guys probably have dinner to get to as well. And then, oh boy, speaking of which, this is what you can do when there's a 20-point lead. We watched the... Oh, they missed another free throw. Jesus. We watched the debut or the premiere of The Last of Us on HBO last night, and wow! Only knew a little bit about it going in and was blown away got a new show hbo continues to deliver so if you're looking for something to watch after this game and you did not watch the premiere of the last of us there you go i love apocalyptic kind of things it's very well done so back to the game it's a 19 point lead here we are talking tv shows what a privilege on a monday evening in big 10 play dane danger has an opportunity here against tossing garcia good god man the skill on that kid Uses the baseline easy, too. He's just something. 21-point lead for Illinois. 
A take from Minnesota. Dane doesn't foul, smartly. Layup from Minnesota. 19-point lead with 7-10 to go. Let's let this game cruise a little bit. Illinois with 44 points in the paint to Minnesota's 24. There is your margin. It's a 21-point lead for Illinois. 20 extra points that they've gotten in the paint. That's it. Super simple. They have the ability to do that, not just against Minnesota, but other teams as well. Terrence trying to take a baseline. He draws the contact. It's going to be out of bounds. Stay with Illinois. One of the foul didn't get the foul. So, you know, we've seen that on both sides, really. They're really letting the defenders get a little bit of body on it, and I don't mind that. From Kerpnos, the big fan of the Last of Us games, the show did not let me down in the slightest. Incredible performances across the board. Okay. Well, I need to get a PS5 just to have one, Kerpnos, and then I'll, I'll give that game a shot because just the plot, the synopsis of it has already piqued my interest. A charge on Coleman. Oh, boy. Well, you're doing all this without Coleman being a factor at all. I, I don't... <laughs> His thing, and I, you know, I, I told him to shut up, in the Nebraska game, he had a moment where I said, Coleman, shut up, you know, which is a little bit immature of me. But his thing, almost regardless of the foul, is what did I do? Now, maybe he didn't do anything there. It's his fourth foul. It's a night to forget for him. He's got bigger nights ahead of him. You can withstand that against a team like Minnesota. So no big deal. Sorry for sniffing there. I got a little bit of ugh, mucus. Disgusting. Okay, 625 to go. Minnesota with the ball, 20, or excuse me, 19-point lead for Illinois. The shot for number four and no foul because number four kicked his leg out. Good no call. Thank you, refs. I love these refs. They could have gotten Dane for a cheap one there. Terrence pump fakes the three, and we're going to set up some offense, right? Well done, guys. 6.05 to go. Terrible pass from RJ. God, just when he thought maybe that'll get him. Oh, God. Terrence just got clotheslined from God in Minnesota. It was clean, but he got clotheslined. And I hate to be a jerk, but like, God, RJ, just, it all started with RJ just throwing the ball right into a Minnesota player's hands. I don't know what's going through his head at the time. Again, I don't need him to be great. I just need him to figure out what the hell he is. That's it. And the teal shoes don't help either. I don't understand that. Oh, man. Easy give and go with Dane and Epps. Doesn't get easier than that. 21-point lead for Illinois, 5.30 to go. Terrence is still out there, but if that was a concussion, it all started from our, God, I'm not going to do the blame game, but that really just pisses me off because what happens is, and this happened the first half a couple times, defensively, Meyer, for example, like right there, three, no good, fortunately, but Meyer had a couple late rotations on defense. It led to a second foul for Dane. Point being that often it is one player's mistake that leads to another getting in harm's way, whether that be picking up a cheap foul or worst case there, like Terrence getting hit in the face. And now Terrence, what the hell happened here? We'll look at a replay. It looks like he just got the wind knocked out of him. Good God, get him out of there, Underwood. He should have got, and there might've been a guy ready to check in. There wasn't a stoppage in play after he got nailed in the face. He's fine, smiling, but what happened here? So he's going down and, oh, he gets a little elbow shiver. I bet they'll look at this. Okay, now the thing with Terrence, and I'm hoping that's not a concussion, they show the replay as he ran into the Minnesota guy. It was a shoulder. It was not dirty. The Minnesota guy was going for the ball. The shoulder kind of got the side of Terrence's face. Now, I didn't see the snapback that you often see with a concussion, so I'm hoping there's not. But again, God dang it, RJ. 
Flagrant one says, Jacob, I'm going to see the replay here. Yep. That's an elbow shiver right there. And not the dirtiest I've seen, but it's it's an elbow to the chest. It didn't have to be, so Terrence will go the line if they so choose to have him in. I would assume. They're still looking at the monitor. This might take another few minutes. Dinner is in 12 minutes. Come on, let's go. Speed it up. Would you guys hate if I don't finish this podcast? Is that okay? <laughs> is that okay? It's a school night. We'd like to get, get started with dinner. Still looking at it. Why not? Hey, while they are doing this, I'll remind you our sponsors, of course, DP Doe. Online at dpdo.com for all the best deals and prices. dpdo.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Order a custom calzone with any toppings that you want or one of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone. Online at dpdo.com. Also, Rector Construction. Online at rectorconstruction.com for all your home exterior projects. Get a free quote today. At Rector Construction, that's R-E-C-T-O-R Construction.com. Also, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. Give them a call today at 217-841-4728 and let one of their friendly team members come out to your home and do a whole home inspection. By the way, flagrant one on Joshua Ola Joseph. And finally, State Farm agent Brian Hansen. Online at BrianIsMyGuy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy as well at BrianIsMyGuy.com, and he'll be joining me for the Wisconsin podcast next Saturday. All right, flagrant one. So was that the bad one? Or is flagrant two the one where you get kicked out? Regardless, Terrence will get two, and we will get the ball. And Terrence is still out there. I don't know if they're going to sub him out after this. I kind of hope they do. We don't need to put him in harm's way. The way he shoots these free throws may tell me how hard he got his bell rung earlier. Well, he makes the first one looking good. Okay, that's a little bit. That right there is a little bit of a relief. Now, didn't this knucklehead who did the forearm shiver or the elbow shiver? If, is there such a thing, wrestling fans? I might be making that term up. Wasn't he the same doofus whose shoulder Terrence ran into? Not blaming the guy, but some guys like him, their klutziness could put my players in harm's way, and I don't want that. We're starting to play good ball now, so we don't need any of that crap. Sit down, Ola Joseph, and he does. He does. With five to go. 23-point Illinois lead. Yeah, we can't, Kirpnos. We can't talk about the Purdue game or more specifically where the Big Ten race kind of shakes up. That was a game Purdue had to lose, I think, in order for this to actually be a race. A lot of season left, but I, I got thoughts on Edie. Please don't let me forget. He's a nice guy, I'm sure, but I just got thoughts. With 4.45 to go, this is Terrence up top. He's still playing. Dane sets the pick. A three from Terrence is up. No good. It's going to be a rebound for Dane. RJ helped tip that. Whoa, Dane almost spins the guy off his sh- Oh my God. Dane is a magician with the assist to Matthew Meyer. Dane is getting scary good at basketball in a very short amount of time. Not that he wasn't good in November, but are you kidding me with that play? I thought that was a wing or a guard that, w- that had Dane for a second and he got him out of his shoes. Take from Minnesota. Up good. They're going to call the foul. Whatever. Please let this game play out. <laughs> but that was incredible. And whatever happens the rest of the way, Dane is just out of his mind. He is so good. And really, if you look at all the guys that you should be excited about going forward, I mean, Epps, of course. But let's not sleep on the fact that Dane is a redshirt freshman. Now, if he's really, really, really good, he could go pro, no doubt. But I do think him being undersized as far as height is concerned, that hurts. He'll be playing pro ball in some way, shape, or form for the rest of his life. But man, if we can somehow conjure up the NIL money to keep him here. You essentially went from Kofi to Dane. I'm not going to compare Dane to Kofi, 
but I don't think you need to because they are fairly different. Kofi's size allowed him to dominate. He had some skill, no doubt. Dane's size is not what helps him dominate. It's the fact that he's got an extremely high basketball IQ and is ridiculously skilled. Now, Matthew Meyer, good hustle here to get the carom, but unfortunately, a turnover. RJ with good defense. RJ, well done, man. Hustles back, gets the stop. Last media timeout. Meyer holding his belly. Let's just get the good guys out. Oh, God. Oh, no. Is he favoring his wrist? Jesus, please. Now, that's not a shooting wrist. But what the hell happened there? Oh, please don't be bad. He's a righty, isn't he? Can you have a guy shoot if his shooting hand didn't get hurt? Like, it looked like he was favoring his wrist. Could he have broken it? What the hell could have broken it? A break would be bad. A sprain wouldn't be great, but I think he could play with that. I'm speculating here, but if you guys happen to see anything on Twitter or when they get back in the broadcast, let me know. You know, Thor, I'm getting a little pissed off with Ben Johnson's scrub-ass Minnesota team because we already got a concussed, possibly, Terrence Shannon Jr. and a possible hurt wrist for Meyer. Bunch of scrubs. Yeah, screw you, Minnesota. Actually, this allows me to, while I'm on a ranting and raving thing here, Purdue is good. Yes, they are good. Annoyingly so, begrudgingly so, they are very good. Is it wrong of me to not be overwhelmed with Zach Eady? If he's six foot ten, whatever. He was not efficient today. And I know he got his, but it took every fiber of his being to get the points he got. He shot, I think, under 50% for someone that was at least five inches taller than anybody else on Michigan State. I am not overwhelmed by that. I'm not in awe of his talent. And I know some could have said the same about Kofi. If Kofi's seven foot four, holy crap, right? I know Edie's doing this game in, game out. I just, it feels like a cheat code and something about that doesn't sit right with me. So Purdue will win the Big Ten. Good for them. They'll win the Big Ten West in football. They'll win the Big Ten in basketball. I don't really buy them as a legit Final Four threat. I don't buy any Big Ten team, including Illinois, as a Final Four threat. But it's just annoying. I am annoyed with his freakishly large size. Sorry, it's like in The Simpsons, the very tall man driving the very small car. Is there something funny about my appearance in my automobile? Yeah, Big Totem, that's my, that is my hot take of the day. Edie is just tall. Got some skill, but mostly just tall. Okay, so what is going on here with Meyer? I want to see this on the wrist. So he's going for the ball, right? I don't see anything. He's laughing. So that's got to be good. Okay, I, I don't know. I mean, there's not even ice on it. So what does that mean? Anywho, 3.40 to go, and I'm going to cut out of here in six minutes regardless of what the score is. I'll get the podcast up here in a bit, but if you guys are already tuning in, you probably don't need it right away. But 22-point lead for Illinois, 3.41. Let's kind of get to the macro of this game. Very impressive effort after an emotional win. Very impressive. This team is finding an identity, which is absolutely staunch half-court defense, and offensively attacking. Attacking within that spread offense, creating a little bit of space so their guys can find the lane. It's simple, but you got the athletes to carry that out. We aren't seeing full court press or any of that stuff. You don't need to. 
and you're starting to see a rotation really take shape. Not to say addition by subtraction, but after tonight, you are going to be 4-0 and without Sky Clark. And not only 4-0, and but you're going to be 4-0 with mostly double-digit wins. All in impressive fashion one way or another. Jaden Epps takes it to the rim. Coleman with the putback, no good, but Illinois gets the ball back. Run some clock, guys. Run some clock. Wow. Nice feed and finish. RJ to tie. And now a Minnesota player is hurt. Jamison Battle. Oh, God, this game just won't end, will it? 2.56 to go, and I don't know if he got hit in the noggin or what. But you know what, Big Tota? Effort, 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 as you say, appears to be that identity. I agree, Big Tota. And what a turnaround. Now, you know that I was very critical of Brad Underwood during that stretch, and I think we had reasons to be because things got so far off the rails that it didn't probably have to get that bad to get this good. But the fact is, the last four games, it's been pretty damn good. And the two road wins, yes, against lower-rung Big Ten teams, without a doubt. And you could argue the two worst if you really wanted to. And you might have a point. But you left no doubt in those games. It'd be one thing if you got a 6.1 in Nebraska and a 5.1 in Minnesota. No, you are smoking these teams. So that is reason to be very encouraged. And the fact that the intangible things, the eye test, all of that seems to be right in front of us. I mean, Vegas knew when they put a nine and a half point spread, but to double that up, to double up the spread against Wisconsin, same thing against Michigan State, you are exceeding Vegas odds by a considerable margin and another foul on Lieb. <laughs> oh boy. Regardless, you are exceeding those considerably, and I think that's impressive. Vegas knows. So when you're doubling that up, that tells me that you are outperforming even more than the smartest basketball people would know. And considering where we were two weeks ago, that's saying quite a bit. This is a gauntlet in that you had four games in a fairly short amount of time, and you're getting through all of them unscathed and looking good. I say unscathed. I hope that is the case, as both Terrence Shannon and Matthew Meyer are on the bench. But really, right now, your lineup consists of Ty Rogers, Sincere Harris, Jay Nepps, RJ Melendez, and Brandon Lieb, who got you six big points in the first half. Not quite the Omar Payne-Nebraska game, but six points nonetheless. Sincere, good effort here from RJ. RJ Melendez bringing the effort. Good for him, man. And it will stay with Illinois, and I think it's not within two minutes, so no need to review it. RJ with a play that got his players pumped. That's awesome stuff. Minnesota's asking Kim review it. Nah, it's not under two minutes. And please, let's just go. And you're down, you're down 21. Just don't hurt any more of my players, okay? Let's watch this replay. Yeah, yeah, I was out on Jaden, but I don't really care. When you knock my guys in the face, screw you. So Illinois gets a break there, but you know what? So what? RJ. Whoa! <laughs> RJ Ty Rogers show doing some Harlem Globetrotters stuff out here. RJ with two amazing feeds to tie in the last minute. Okay, RJ. Looking alive. Look at him out there. If there's ever just, okay, a moment where maybe the switch flips on and now we're cruising, maybe that can be it. All right, I got another minute or two here. Take from Minnesota. We're going to the line. I'm probably not going to finish this whole game here. How about this, everybody? As I start to wrap things up so I can end at seven, go get some food. I'm parched. I'm starving. Want to thank, of course, our sponsors, DPDO, online at dpdo.com, Rector Construction, online at rectorconstruction.com, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen, online at brianismyguy.com, and Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. Give them a call at 217-841-4728. Champagne Showers Podcast Network. 
Also, we got the new logo, which you can see on all of our social media feeds, our YouTube page, and we will have a shirt very soon, and I will get you guys the details on that. I just got to figure out logistically, how do I best do that and, and get it to you? Because I can ship, and I need to figure out pricing and all that. All right, here we go. Last two minutes. Please no whistles. And what more can be said? Impressive, impressive win for Illinois Minnesota. Consider the opponent, but also consider that this team is just overall looking like a well-oiled machine. And it only took four games to really do that. And this is ahead of two massive home games against Indiana and Ohio State. Games that you should feel pretty good about. Ah, Brandon Lieb and his big feet stepped out of bounds. We're going the other way. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to let these two C teams out here finish the game off. I hope you had a really good Martin Luther King Day. um, And we see Luke Goody on the sidelines there as he should be back within a week or two. And we will be back maybe Thursday night. I'm not sure if I'm going to the game or not. If not Thursday night, I'll do a Friday afternoon podcast to recap that. Another foul. This is just getting stupid. So, yeah, I'm going to get out of here. But I will keep you posted on Twitter at the 200 level or at Fanboy Carp for when the next podcast will be. Thank you, YouTube, for tuning in. Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. I I love doing this. And this is... Turning out to be fun. I was worried it wouldn't be a fun season, but it's actually turning out to be fun, I think. Go figure. So have a good rest of your evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you soon. The Illini win. Final score. Uh, there's still a minute 38 to go, but a sizable margin and an impressive performance on Martin Luther King Day. All right, everybody. Take care. See you soon. It is the 200 level. <laughs>